All right. So back from break. Are you entertained? What you been watching? <laughs> yeah, then this shit is crazy, man. <laughs> During my travels on the plane, you know how they have those movies that are in flight? Yes. So one of the movies that I started watching was the first Lethal Weapon. And after watching the first Lethal Weapon, I've become fascinated with re-watching all of the Lethal Weapons. So I've been watching <laughs> all of the Lethal Weapons. So how's weapons. that going? What, talk to me about it, because I, I have, over the course of 80s and 90s, watched all the Lethal Weapons. But it's been at least 15 years, if not longer, since I've seen any one of them. I love so, that shit, man. Yesterday what, I watched what did Lethal it do Weapon. Uh, last night I watched Lethal Weapon 4 with Jet Li. Woo! Jet Li was a bad boy in Lethal Weapon 4, man. Oh, my God. You know, the whole time watching the movie at the end, in the final fight scene, where it's uh, Mel Gibson and Danny Glover's characters against Jet Li, the whole time I'm thinking, man, Jet Li would beat their ass. Yeah, in real life. There's in real no life. way these two old men <laughs> could take out In Jet real life. Yep. Uh, that one is the one where they introduce Chris Rock into it, too. It, it, you know, most sequels get worse and worse. Something mm -hmm. about Lethal Weapon, they were they able good. to, they to either good. get, just be just as good as the first one or even yes. get better as time went yeah. along. So I really yeah. appreciate that uh, part of it. And, you know, I just, I, I enjoy the friendship between, you know, the white guy and the black guy. It gives me hope for America. Like, we could get here. We could get here. We could, you know, we could get here. I'm an optimistic person. Um, Very I hope, optimistic. I hope we get there. Um, you know, a lot of conversation, whether or not it's in our lifetime and not, you know, I think a collective, yeah, that can be a lifetime conversation. But I just take getting along in my little microcosm when I go to the restaurant, when I go to the grocery store, when I go to wherever, just being able to vibe, connect, get along and realize that, yes, we look different. Yeah, our backgrounds are different, but we just people. We just people. All, right. All part of the human. So how many how many lethal weapons? How many lethal weapons are there? I'm not sure if it's four or five, man. But if there's a fifth one, I'm about to watch it. You this don't week find it, okay? So I could finish it off. <laughs> so I I don't know if you even know this, but I tend to watch a lot of Discovery Channel, National Geographic animal shows. I'm big into the animal stuff. The BBC is my top notch. Because the guy, I can never say his name right, so I don't want to butcher it. But the primary narrator for the BBC um, animal documentaries, I love his voice and his and the way they do their productions. But I watch others, and so I've been watching National Ge Geographic's Secret of the Wells, and it's a series, and I've done two of them. But when I tell you the Killer Whale episode, which is the first one completely completely blew my mind because <laughs> you know you it you talk about in race and, and and whatnot blacks not being monolithic it's not the same and what this docu this series showed is that not just that killer whales orcas are brilliant we've known that we, we could talk about the torturous environment and the sequariums and all that but the fact that we are able to use them in that way speaks to their brilliance. 
but out in the wild, the things they do to raise their youth, the way they communicate, even the whole way they, they hunt. Like I thought all killer whales had that technique where you see the water splashing and they jump out, they dive out and they grab the seal or something like that. Not all killer whales do it. You got the ones in the north, you got the ones in the south, you got ones by Australia, you got ones by Antarctica. It's a select group of whales. It's, it's within this particular culture. And they show documented the time that it takes, that they that the time that they take to train their younger ones how to execute that technique. And basically the way they define it in the series is that there's an elder. And in this case, female was the elder. And it was for her to pass it down the line of the other women in her, in her family. And if something were to happen to her and she not provide that training, that technique, that skill would disappear forever. Now the seals may not mind, but in terms of culture, how we attach ourselves to it as humans, what blew my mind is that whales, killer whales in particular, um, they had the same thing. And if something happens to the wrong whale, human influence in particular, it's lost forever. Wow. I didn't know oh, that. I didn't know that either. I just learned something about whales. I was listening intently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was listening very it's a good. It's a good series. It's, it's a good series. So, um, my, I keep my up son, with it. Uh, your nephew, my son, is an animal lover, dog. There's there's mm-hmm. nothing he mm-hmm. likes to do more than go to like the uh, aquarium here in Atlanta. Oh my god! Like now that aquarium, it's beautiful. It's oh, it's beautiful. a beautiful aquarium. I'm it's about a beautiful to get facility, man. Because it is a beautiful is, facility. He is an animal lover through and through, and he just he loves seeing the whales and the fish and the dolphins and the seals. It's like an uh, an obsession for him. He just loves it so. Funny you say that. He would love to watch these shows with you. <laughs> Come on through. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So that's what you watch. What you've been listening to? Man, I can't get over the R and B thing, man. You know, I was telling y'all before uh, during the holidays, I listened to a lot of R and B just to kind of wind down, slow it down a little bit. Um, recently, uh, the the R and B that's been playing in in my tape deck is the uh, is Anthony Hamilton, man. Uh, I always mm. come back to Anthony Hamilton. Coming where I'm from uh, is one of my favorite albums ever. Boom, 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 uh, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that song where he uh, called uh, what is it called? Where he talks about I'm a mess right now. I'm like, oh, he was going through it in this month. <laughs> <laughs> he was going through it. Uh, he just to me sings with such great emotion and and passion, and, and, and you just feel it uh, through the speaker. So. Um, Shout out to Anthony Hamilton, man. I, I I was lucky enough to see him live one time, Carlton. And yeah, and you know, I'm always impressed when I see an artist live, whether rapper or singer, and they sound the same way they do in my car. You know, it's like their their voice yeah, isn't. An, I've enhanced. heard that about him. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not in, his voice is true. It's not enhanced by any technology. There's no stupid auto tune. That's his voice on the CD. And when you go see him in person, <laughs> he sounds just like the 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 album. So um, yeah, 
just a great deal of respect for his talent and, and, and his singing ability. And whoever's writing those songs for him, if it's him or somebody else, mm-hmm. kudos to you. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Now, I, I have not seen Anthony Hamilton live. I would love to. Um, I know a few that have, had, that have, and they said the same thing as you. He, his, his voice is authentic. His voice is pure. And, and when, like you said it, I have a lot of his albums, listen to a lot of his songs. And when he puts that extra some minute, it, that, oh. you feel it in your bones. You, you, you feel it. You feel it. You feel what he's experiencing in that song. All right. So for me, um, I have been listening to our boy, your boy, my boy, big boy. You know, he got the new album out with uh, Sleepy Brown, the big sleepover. Uh Favorite tracks, I don't know yet. Uh, Sucker Free, maybe. But I know it got the stuff you could dance to, which I know you like. Uh, Got some thought-provoking stuff that he hasn't had as much on his individual albums. But the tracks in particular, the ones with Killer Mike, go hard. I heard Killer Mike's like on four four tracks in the album. Yeah. Yeah, they need to, I, I mean, run the jewels, stay together forever, kill a mic, do what you do, you know, from politics to hip hop. I mean, he he's brilliant. But big boy, kill a mic, they need to go ahead and, and just put an album together. I think that's that's from one of your top, top fans. Uh, go ahead and do it. And so big boy's birthday, mine's today, his is February 1st. And I recall on one of our episodes, top 10, top five, y'all wouldn't let me take Outkast as one group, blah, blah, blah. And so we got into the discussion around Big Boy, right? And and his role with the dynamic duo. And uh, one of our other music circles, we all are Outkast fans, but I went back and got the tracks from their album. I didn't do Big Boy's individual albums or their features, but I went back to the original set of albums, Outkast, and and listened to the tracks where Big Boy showed that he should be in everybody's top 10. All right, so if you remember the tracks, you'll feel me. Southern Playalistic, the set third track, Ain't No Thing But The Chicken Wing. Ain't, Ain't no, no thing. He killed that. Me. He killed that. He killed that. AT Aliens. AT Aliens. Uh, track seven, Over the Woods. He's on that first verse. He killed that. But then Decatur Songs, when he talked about, I put two in the air to let them know I'm babysitting, that <laughs> might be... That might be one of the best lines of hip-hop all time. Just... I put in two in the air just to let them know I'm babysitting. That, to me, epitomizes the creativity, but also the realness to Big Boy. All right? So that's what I gave you, three songs. And then on a Quimini, that skewed on a Bobby, I had to get a shout-out to your boy, Raekwon. Raekwon, he held, not, not just held his own, because that, that wouldn't be the question, but him with the Wu-Tang style on the Southern track where the Southern rappers didn't know how that would merge. But Raekwon came through. They all, all three came through. Dre went hard, Big went hard. So I I considered that one a draw. But 
the last track, Chunky, not the last track, but track 16, Chunky, Chunky Five. Big killed it. Big killed it. And then I know your favorite, Liberation, is a true classic. That's a classic. Liberation, uh, you know, I mean, you know this because you just mentioned Liberation is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's definitely top five uh, song to me in, in hip hop. Um, Outkast got a lot of my favorite songs of all time, man. You know, my one of my other favorites from them is, um, especially as I'm I'm getting older, up there in age. You know, I turned forty this year. Carlton celebrating a birthday. Um, oh, yep, thirteenth floor, growing old. Growing you know, old. like yeah, like you know, you know, you talk about lines, Carlton. One of my favorite lines in that song is when he says, "Fridays are tight." but Saturday just makes them old. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just like, mm -hmm. you know, that just, mm -hmm. that just, you know, when you go through life and you, you're used to going out on the weekends when you're young, you know, as you get older, you realize that, yeah, Friday was tight, but Saturday just makes it old. And um, them boys, man, are just like, you know, just legends to me, legends. Uh, you know, it was heartbreaking that they didn't give us another album as as a duo to me. Well, they're not um, done yet. They're still around. They're still yeah, around. but I don't think Andre Three Thousand's heart is into uh, is into it anymore. You know, I mean, but when he does rap, I mean, did you hear um, the the Donda song that that they didn't release with him? I mean, yeah. just yeah. I mean, talk about murder in the track. Uh, so uh, I want to. I, I got one for you before we I close out. So the last big boy, stank on you, Miss Jackson. Look at the way he treats you. Look at the way he treats me. Look at the way you treat me. Blah, blah, blah. You and your girl ain't speaking no more because my et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all, et cetera, in, her all in her mouth. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, like 3,000. He got the voice. He got the hook. He spit on the track. Like, it's a great song. Everybody loved that song. But when you talk about spitting athletically, so just riding the beats, da -da 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 -da. content of your lyrics, what you say, and then the real rawness of what you, how you say it, man, everything in that last verse on Miss Jackson, big boy, killed. And so for me to bring it full circle, if we got to separate them, yeah, I take three stacks. But in no way, shape, or form am I going anywhere without Big Boy in my top 10. Now, whether he's six, he's not 10. Whether he's six, seven, eight, I'd have to sit with it. We'll have to talk about it. But Big Boy would be spitting. I mean, I, I just think for, for oh, go, Big go ahead. Boy... I don't. I don't think you could take that away from him. I mean, he's a he's a certified spitter now. Like, there's no, there's no doubt about that. It's just like, you know. And I also speak for our producer here. It's it's the guy that he's rhyming with is just. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I was watching an interview with um, with what's his name with uh Bun B Carlton, mm -hmm. and he was talking about international players anthem, right? in yep. the making of yep. that song. And he was talking about Pimp C, how he laid down his verse. He was talking about himself and he was talking about how crucial Big Boy was. But he, when he got to Andre 3000, 
the way his face lit up and was like that dude <laughs> was like that dude's just different man like you know you know he was like you you asked me i tell you, you know, i'm a great mc you know how i feel about pimp and he was like big yeah. boy is a great mc but he was like yeah. that guy just has such a natural gift where it comes so easy for him like like he was yeah. like he just it was just so easy for him to spit what he spit and and, and you know that song to me is all time too. Yeah, I, um, that's where. I, so you 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 read my mind because in my listening journey, I did listen to the tracks that they featured on, not on their albums, but others. Walk it out and international players anthem was in that list. And man, if there was a super group for me. It would be UGK and Outkast. Like that's my they had a great they had a great com, chemistry com, together combined. on tracks. Yep. But you know, three stacks. Just the I mean, the way he did his verse, what he the content of the topic that he's talking about was purely him. And then you follow tell him that about how I told with, you that when you got married. I whispered that in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> and then you follow that. You follow him with Pimp C in his pureness. Bump, 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 you know, and he just hop in. And then Bun B with his rapping talent, you know, real street walk stalker, the walk the green mile. Like he comes in and he spits, and then Big Boy just close it out with that realness. As Paul McCartney, the Lords couldn't stop me. Uh, and then he ended with because you miscalculated the next to the last pump. Like, yeah. how else does it happen? How dump, else will dump it happen? in them guts off from the giddy <laughs> How up. else will it happen? Right? Except a miscalculation from the last pump. So, for everything that the song was, it ended it with some rawness, some realness that I thought featured everybody um, in their best light. Uh, so, I did. I would definitely like to check out that uh, Bun B interview because that oh, I'll that song you, man. You, that yeah. song yeah. he's talking about that song yeah so all right um, so before we close it out what you been reading articles online whatever uh you know i've been uh recently man i've been doing a lot of research on the history of um black coaches in the nfl you know that's what's got my interest peaked um right now i've been doing a lot of research to uh in Georgia, you know, that's where I live in Atlanta. Uh, I've been doing research on land and how land was accumulated uh, back in the day. And for example, the headright system, Carlton, was a system that allowed only white males. If you were a white male, they were trying to increase the population of Georgia, right? And to incentivize people to move to Georgia, they would offer white males 200 acres of land on the house, Carlton. Mm. 200 acres of land. They'd give you 50 more acres for every family member you had. So if you had a wife and two kids, that's another 150. So 350 acres of free land. They'd give you 50 acres for every slave you own. If you own 10 slaves, that's another 500 acres. So what does that put us at right there, Carlton? 700, 750, 850 acres of free land. And you you take this free land right and you you get you some slaves and you got some free labor um 
imagine like look at the head start that some people because just because of the color of their skin had in this country they were able to accumulate 850 the the maximum amount of land you could get was a thousand acres you could have got a thousand acres of land for free had free labor on that land accumulated wealth that will provide for your families for generations to the point where your families could still eat off of that today that's them bootstraps uh, they'd like to talk about pull yeah, up your I bootstraps mean, you know people talk about a head start that, that you know, that's like that, that's like me and you right like we're gonna race a car and you have a Ferrari and I'm in a Kia. Like that's beyond a head start. And it just shows to show you like, you know, the head start that, that white people had in this country. You know, this is what I've been researching, if you ask me. And um, what did black people get to pass down to their kids and future generations? They got to pass their kids, what, into slavery? Stress, a lot of stress. Into slavery. And then people wonder, why we need to have systems put into place to make this a more equitable society. I mean, just research the head right system and see who was available to and who had access to this land. And not only did they have this land, they had like, you know, the cotton gin gets built like during this time, right? Where these people are getting all this free land, which allows them to clean cotton much faster. And because they could clean cotton much faster, they wanted to pick more and more cotton, which led right. to a massive explosion of slavery. But what that right. also led to was they wanted to transport this cotton faster. So it led to uh, the speeding up, the acceleration of building railroads in Georgia because they wanted to get the cotton to places like Savannah, for instance, which became the second greatest exporter of cotton in the world uh, during this time, because they, they wanted to make more and more and more money. And it's like, you know, a, a young person that I have the privilege of teaching, he, he, he raised his hand and, and he said to me, he's like, this country was literally built on the backs of free labor. Bing, 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 bing. He was like, it was the slaves that allowed them to do these things that laid the foundation for what the country is today and everything that we have around us right now. And did you, you give know, them a sticker? You give out stickers? I don't give out stickers. Um, I gave him, uh, I looked at him, I give out candy. Uh, but oh, yeah. what, kind, what, what kind of candy you give out? Uh, it used to be Jolly Ranchers, man, but because of the supply shortage, they haven't been having the Jolly Ranchers in stock. So that's shit is starting to piss me off. Um, hey, just real quick, since you got me on that. Joe Biden, stop fucking up. Like, people notice when their goods <laughs> cost more. You're about to we, blow we, it for all Democrats. <laughs> Chicken wings are up 26%. Gas Woo, is astronomically not high. Not the chicken. Gas is no, high. I'm not telling you. Listen, I, I, America, I watched the I'm gas not number change. It's Joe Biden's fault, but people are going to blame leadership when this happens, and they're going to blame uh, your party. Get the shit together. No one wants to pay two hundred dollars for their wings platter for the Super Bowl. No, so, it ain't uh, happening. Just because we're up, but like a young person could make that logical conclusion and i was like i can't argue with you son like you know i can't argue with that um it just shows like there's always been this massive inequality uh for people in this country especially for white males white males have had 
you know, they wouldn't let white women get it either. So white males have had a, a tremendous, right. you know, advantage right. in this country. And that advantage continues to persist. And we really need to strive to make it more equitable for all people. All people deserve a shot at the American dream. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, so my read was The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Uh, shout out again to producer. He put me on to this. We, we had a little virtual book club going on. And what I really Nitty. appreciate, what I really appreciate from this book, because it, it, it talks about, no pun intended, operating inside of our genius zone. There's a zone of incompetence. There's a zone of conf- competence. And then there's the genius zone. And incompetence speaks for itself. It just means you're doing something that you're not good at. You're better off giving it to somebody else. But when I look at, say, my coaching practice and the people that I work with, and even where I have been throughout my professional career, that zone of competence is tricky because in that space, you're successful. You, you, you have a decent, a good paying job. You receive awards, accolades, recognition for the work that you do. The zone of competence isn't you not doing well, it's you not being the best you, which exists in your zone of genius. You and I haven't, you know, we talked, we talk about our journey into as, as you as a teacher, me as an entrepreneur, but I don't get a lot into what my journey as a health administrator was, but for me, it represents what the book talked about. I was very competent. I was doing well enough, but I wasn't doing me. And when you not, when you're in a space where you're not doing you long enough, your life ends, whether it's physically or emotionally. You're not thriving. You're not happy. You're not flourishing. You're not giving your craft the best you can give. You're not giving your family the best that you can give. You're not giving you the best you can give. And so the book teaches and challenges us on how to enter and stay in that genius zone. Because in this space, you're doing something that you're passionate about. You're living well, you're eating well, you're not doing those things that ultimately disrupt your life. You're not doing things for other people. You're not doing things to, for the company. You're doing what you're doing for you. And others may benefit from it because our genius zone is unique to each individual. It's like our fingerprint. But it's finding that, finding your lane, finding your space that you cannot just exist in, but that you can thrive in. So um, the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, um, definitely going to be something I read on a recurring basis. Um, love it. Love so yeah, it. let's unsolicited genius, the Big Leap, show you how you get into your genius. So, and on that, we'll take a break and be back to close out the show. All right, we're back. And so housekeeping, 
wherever we are, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, like if it's something to be liked, subscribe if it's something to be subscribed to, and follow us. Um, that's how we grow our reach. It's how we grow our brand. And it's how we make sure what you are, are consistent listeners and podcast partakers enjoy. That's how we ensure that we're able to reach the masses. Um, you see our sweatshirt, my sweatshirt today, Legacy Wear. Shout out to the Williams family. Uh, they are our brand sponsor, I guess if that's the way you say it. But the gear on the show, a lot of it will come from Legacy. So shout out to them for their love, for their support. Um, you can get your Legacy Wear at www.legacywearus.com. Can I give one uh, shout out, Carlton? Go ahead. One shout go out ahead. real quick. Congratulations to Nikki Fox, Miami-Dade County's Teacher Ooh, of the Year. Uh, Ooh, she is a wonderful uh, young uh, young lady. She is definitely deserving of the honor. And I just wanted to shout her out for her tremendous accomplishment. Man. Tremendous accomplishment. Well, followers, you've seen that we've had guests. So you know what we talk about, headline news, sports, what's hot in entertainment from our perspective. If you have thoughts you want to share, thoughts you want to be have heard on our show, hit us up. We'll figure out a way to make it happen. Close the show out with Thoughts of Genius. And this episode, I want to give a shout out to Betty White. To know me is to know I am a huge, huge Golden Girls fan. I mean, I like a baby has a bottle. I grew up watching the Golden Girls on my Saturdays. That's that's what I did. Uh, two two seven Golden Girls. That was my life. And Betty White was the last of the Golden Girls, which we all know. But what I didn't connect with until she died was truly what gift she was, not just as an actress, not as an entertainer, but to the people that she encountered. Betty White made us feel good in the audience with the way she portrayed her roles. But when you hear what she did with Don Cheadle, what you hear she did back uh, pre-civil rights, when you just hear about the human that she was in all aspects of her life, what I what that took me to is realizing that regardless of what's happening in our world, was regardless of what's happening in your world, in your workplace, in your household, there is no reason, no reason you cannot be nice. You can have a bad day. You can have a bad moment. You can have space where you just don't want to be dealt with. That's fine. Take it. Moa tell you, I do it all the time. But as a person, as a human being, when it's available to you, be nice. Make somebody who doesn't know you feel a little better. The people who you live with, the people who you share space with, is there something that you can do that uplifts their mood? Is there something you can say that helps get them through their day? 
You're not required to. So I'm not telling you to change who you are. I'm not telling anybody to go be what Betty White was. All I'm saying is despite circumstance, being nice, being kind is always, always available to you. And the good news is that's what people will remember the most about you anyway. So on that, it's Unsolicited Genius. We thank y'all for rocking with us. Shout out to Joe Nitty, the producer. Love you to death. Our YouTube live. Thank you all who tuned in. We appreciate the comments. So much more to come. Mo, you got anything? Shout out as always to our producer, Joe Nitty. Shout out to my wife who keeps walking behind me in this live. Uh, hey, what up? What up, Killer Cam? Rest in peace to Betty White and to, to what Carlton was saying. You know, if, if y'all don't know anything about what she's done outside of being an entertainer, you should definitely research that. It, it'll be worth your time. Um, people are dying, Carlton. Like, <laughs> it's all right. We still it seem do. like, yep, we he still always here. tells me that. But uh, we yeah. still here. We still here. Oh, and, and uh, rest in peace to Kobe. His anniversary of his passing uh, was recent as well. So, Tell the people you know you love them, man. Tell the people you know you love them. From Unsolicited Genius, thank you for being a friend. Uh, so good morning, good afternoon, good night. We'll catch you next time. You are listening to Unsolicited Genius.